We're gonna quadcast all over the world. And you are quad. No. <laughs> I we are quad. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want you. I want you guys to know that I mix it up in my brain every single time. <laughs> Should we just keep going? <laughs> Absolutely uh, not. No, no, we're uh, re- no, we'll re-roll. Re-roll. We're gonna quadcast all over the world because we are quad, and you are. We're gonna quadcast all over the world. Done, done. Because we are quad. And you are. We're gonna quadcast all over the world. Cause we are quad. And you are. We are gonna quadcast all over the world. Cause we are. Quad. And you are. Wow, that was extra. What a beautiful performance, everybody. You should have never done that. So anyway, how are we all doing today? I'm doing good. I'm doing great. Back, boys. Yeah. We love it here. You're at Quadcast Studios. Quadcast Studios, 170, not telling you what else. No. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, no way, he's actually gonna say it. Quadcast Studios is a folding table in Russell's living room. (laughs) You guys should see our setup. It's iconic. It's pretty professional. Yeah. Tanner's got pictures of it. I do have pictures of the uh, quadcast process. Got to document it for posterity, you know? Yeah. Quadcast Instagram coming soon. For when we can tell our story in the future. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've been enjoying doing the quadcast with you guys. It's been really refreshing. It's a joyful part of life. Yes. Truly. That's that's the hope. Joyfulness is what we're going for, boys. Mm -hmm. Speaking of joyful things in life... What have you guys been doing for fun lately? What have you been enjoying in your life? Mm. I'm playing basketball on Saturday mornings. Heck yeah. I like uh, shooting some hoops, working up a sweat. You know, some days I'm like six for 10 from the three-point line and it's great. But most days I'm like one for 10 from the three-point line and it stinks. But not you know. That, not that Brian would know since he's not on the email list anymore. Yeah, not, not anymore. I asked to be added to the email list again. And you are not getting added to the email list again. Wow. <clears throat> yeah, I'm I'm really enjoying coaching cross-country right now because I've been coaching cross-country at Northwest Christian High School for the last two years, assistant coaching. And it's really cool just to get out there and run and make relationships with these high schoolers because running in the heat is not always the best. Preach. So to be able to talk and talk about things and theology and different fun times. You're actually able to talk with them when you're running? Yeah, so we do this thing called conversational pace. It's on our easy days where you should be running at a pace where you can hold a conversation. Interesting. Oh, that's so like sick. how, I guess you can't really show that pace. Like how fast would you say you guys are running? So like for the guys about like, seven minutes to eight minutes per mile on an easy day dude that's like seven is like working really hard for me to get that yeah i was gonna say that's like a i've been running again for a couple months kind of pace that's crazy yeah do any of your like do any of the runners listen to the quadcast not that i know (laughs) of (laughs) one of one of the other assistant coaches does that's he really likes it we could start using what you could do is start using the quadcast as a metric for like miles per quadcast. Miles per quadcast. Miles per quadcast. Yeah. That's epic. Off to run that by, yeah, 
one of my good friends, Cody DeHart, he coaches with me and I got him hooked on the quadcast. So yes. Cody, if you're listening, yes. we love you. Shout out to Cody. Nice. That's awesome. Let's yeah. go, I Cody. I don't know you, but you seem like a cool guy. Carter, what are you doing for fun? Um, lately, uh, I would say the young adults group at Copper Hills, our church has been pretty cool. Shout out. Uh, Reach. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun just showing up, getting to hang out with friends and we, we get to learn some new stuff and, uh, and just get to like build community and relationships with each other. Uh, even this, like last week, uh, we have been going back through and listening to some, um, talks from the global leadership summit, which we like all got to go to personally, uh, and, uh, it's been cool. Like just bringing that back and getting to show other people like what we learned about. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it has been cool to listen to these speakers again, but this last week we listened to a speaker named John Acuff and oh, yeah. Yeah. Have you heard of John Acuff Russell? Yeah. I remember at the global issue summit. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were all there. <laughs> oh, did you listen to his soundtrack talk? Yeah. Oh, soundtracks. Uh, what soundtracks. Does that mean? So he has a really cool way of describing this idea called soundtracks, um, in like a psychological health term. So, you know, when you're watching a movie, let me set a scene for you. You're watching a movie of some kids playing outside of their house, you know, just hanging out with each other and there's really happy music playing. Ooh. You know, the feelings going through your mind, you're watching it. You're like, Oh, this is good. This is happy. It's fun. Now imagine it could be the same exact clip but what if there's eerie, suspenseful music over it? Oh, no, something bad's going to happen. Get out that house. Yep, exactly. And so his idea is it's not so much as what what's going on in your life, what you're looking at. It's the soundtracks that you're playing in your mind about that are oh. what's really oh. That's good. affecting the way that you're processing and going about your life. So, so like your attitude and thoughts can affect how your actions and behavior come out then. Exactly. It's super sick. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay, okay, okay. Question. If... Let's play on that. If you guys were starring in a movie and if in your beginning scene, a soundtrack was playing and you're in the main shot, what would you want your song to be? Or I guess just like your tune or your audio as your soundtrack to start the movie. Mm, good question. Good question. I'm a, uh, <clears throat> I'm a movie music nerd, especially when those a things are together. A connoisseur. So actually, since I was younger, I've made playlists just about if a movie was about this, this is what I'd have in the movie. Excellent, Brian. So after a lot of thought in my life, if I was starring in a movie and I could pick the song in my opening scene, it would be Everybody Wants to Rule the World mm. by Tears for Fears. Nice. Very nice. Classic. All right, sing a, sing a line from it. Everybody wants to rule the... <laughs> <laughs> Good job. I so hope Brian, we don't get copyright struck for that because that was really accurate. That, that is also the alarm on your phone. Yeah, you might have heard it two episodes ago. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> Carter saw me uh, wake up to that firsthand once in Mexico. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I really did. He dances every time uh, his alarm goes off. I don't know if you guys know that, but when he wakes up in the morning, he does a little dance in his bed. It helps me get up. Yeah. yeah. He he, legit, on a he was note. like he's like no it wasn't good enough the first time and he'll snooze it go back to sleep for like eight minutes and then it goes off again and he starts dancing yeah but anyway that would be my song all right Tanner Carter what would yours be you have one already Tanner are you still thinking uh you can go ahead okay uh how kind mine I think is probably going to be a little bit more of a deep cut but 
this song, uh, it's called Keepsake by a band called Off-Road Minivan. Uh, it's like one of my favorite albums of all time. And that song, just like the opening is so tight. Uh, so I don't know. I just feel like that sets the tone for like what I'd want a movie to be about, you know? All right. If that opening is so tight, why don't you help us out understand what that sounds like? Mm. I'm trying to think the opening line. Uh, it's like more instrumental than anything, to be honest with you. Uh, but he opens up and it's like, um, I'm trying to think of how it goes. I, I don't want to sing it. Insert the get, music without yeah. getting copyrighted here. Yeah. I mean, we're not going to get copyright <laughs> yeah. strikes, so I really could play it if I wanted to. All right, no worries, no yeah. worries, no worries. Cool. So I was thinking, for me, uh, do you guys know the uh, the artist Sleeping At Last? Yep. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. So uh, in his album on the Enneagram numbers, he has a whole album that has songs built for different Enneagram numbers. Clever. And I listened to the one that is for the seven and I just resonated it with it on a deep level. And that's just something that like, it's very just like positive and uplifting. And it's all about seeking adventure and looking out for, uh, the, the joy in life. And that's something that really just resonated with me. And that's how I, how I would see my movie starting. All right. That's good. Okay, I've got, I've got a bunch that I would potentially do. So this is hard for me. So like, what I would probably try to do is think of like my childhood and play it as if like I was it was fast tracking through my childhood and it hit different types of audio in my childhood. So like, I remember mm. when I was in junior high, this my go to song in junior high was a. Uh, uh, Tyle Cruz's Dynamite. I knew we you were gonna say it. We gon' light it up like it's dynamite. It's like back of the bus. We would sing it at the top of our lungs, hardcore. And then as I got into high school, high school it was um, the show goes on by Lupe Fiasco. Nice. Lay, lay, All right. Oh, okay, you guys get it. But then that would be that. And then when I got into college, my whole group of guy friends stuck to one song. Uh, and it was Martinelli's by Words Played. And the main part that we would all get super hyped up with champagne glass with that Martinelli. Yeah, eh? I got all my people with me. Yeah. Wifey says she want a sippy. Yeah. And we would just get so, so lit. I Dude. feel like I just watched the whole movie. It's I know. Really so no, tight. you saw the first five minutes. That was the first five minutes. I really want a movie about Russell's life now. Yeah, let's make that happen. Shout out Christopher Nolan. Ooh. Oh. Russell, that's a huge compliment. That's a huge compliment. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Could you imagine? It was the first director I thought of. <laughs> that's the only director I know by name outside of like Steven Spielberg. I was going to say, I'm more yeah. on a Spielberg level. Oh my gosh. So that phrase is a good question that Russell already answered. That was a song for the beginning of your movie, but what is the opening like three minutes look like? What What is that? I answered it. I'm like good. what's happening oh. in it? Yeah. So you picked your song, but what do you imagine that being to? I imagine like a montage of me running because that's something that, that I like to do. Um, and then also me either like exploring or hiking or getting on a plane, just something that shows just adventures out there. Right on. Uh, yeah, I like that. Um, I think my movie would start off with like me current day and then it would like go back later. Like uh, sort of, you know, like in Forrest Gump when he's telling the story from the bench and it's yeah. like him present day and then it goes back. And then you work all the way through back to that like scene on the bench and that's how it ends. I think I would do a similar idea to that, but it would just me be me driving in my car. 
because uh, I drive a lot uh, and also I love my car. So, Dude, yeah. that sounds sick. I think that if I had to choose, not that I haven't thought about it at all, but um, the opening scene to my movie with Everybody Wants to Rule the World playing would just start with me waking up, getting ready, going about my day, and then like going to my job. And the movie is about like me discovering like moving from a job to like a passion or something like that. We haven't seen the story unfold yet, but... I thought that's mm. fitting to the song choice as well. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, that would be sick. My uh my Tyle Cruz Dynamite song would be me in the back of a bus with a bunch of other junior hires singing. And then my The Show Goes On by Lupe Fiasco would be me like on a basketball court or a soccer field with headphones on, as if like I'm warming up with that song being yeah. played in my headphones. And then my Martinelli by Words Played song would be in a like a <laughs> Christian college dance. Uh, that we've all got set up a barnyard is what we would have called it, uh, and uh, all danced around and jamming out in a little mosh pit to that. So, That's sick. if there's any uh, movie producers or directors listening, you just got four amazing ideas. Four ideas, there we right go. There. Yep, you can just reach out to us uh, for any contract deals. Or a great movie idea is to just shoot it about all four of these guys' lives, call it the quad, and build it into an action sci-fi adventure with romance. Wow, I love that idea. Yeah, a movie about four dudes with romance. And if you listened yeah. to the last episode, guns. you already know how we're going to die in our movie. That so, is true. so true. We did talk about that. <laughs> Call back. Speaking on action, sci-fi, thriller, romance, I've got a Tanner's tidbit about all of that. No way. Ooh. That was not even intentional. Yeah. Okay. What do you got for us? All right. Tanner's tidbits. Here we go. We're just going to get right into the meat. First, I'm going to set the scene. <laughs> The year is 1939. Europe is in the middle of a world war. Oh. World War II. Oh, oh, no. No, 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 no. No, no, no. You no. included romance. Hold on a moment. No, just, just wait. Just wait. Patience, Padawan. We are in Spain. Spain is under control from Nazi Germany. There is a man who lives there. I have his name, so I don't mess it up. It is Juan Pujo Garcia. So Juan Garcia, he, he does not like the Germans. He wants to get German control out of Spain. So what he does is he, he tries to send letters to British intelligence to become a spy for the British. But they do not accept him on the fact that he has no uh, experience. Like credentials? No credentials. To there be a go. spy. Yeah, to be a spy. Okay. He's not qualified for spy work. He's no James Bond. <laughs> And then, so then what he decides to do is he decides he's going to do it anyway. So he starts creating this network of spies that gets up to about 27 alibis of all imaginary people throughout the United Kingdom that he starts giving that information and he's approached by the Germans and he gives those, the Germans fake intelligence of this whole imaginary spy network that he created inside of London and starts feeding them different information on the war planning and strategies he makes some mistakes because he's never actually been to england himself so he says like one time that the uh, people in ireland would do anything for a pint of wine Hmm. but if you know anything about ireland they don't drink wine there they drink beer and whiskey there instead so but luckily the germans didn't really think too much of it (laughs) 
So then anyway, after a while, he's been doing this and the actual British intelligence, they start to intercept some of his messages and they're like, why are the Germans acting on this fake intelligence? So then they approach him and they're like, hey, do you want to be a double agent? And he says, yo, I already am. I've been working for you guys the whole time. I've been trying to get in with your ranks. And then he officially gets on board with them. And so then he starts just spreading more lies. And it eventually leads to the invasion of Normandy, D-Day. He tells the Germans that the English and American forces are not going to attack when they do. So then the Germans are unprepared and that just helps the allies in Normandy. Yes. So then by the end of the war, the Germans find out who he is and so he has to fake his own death. So British intelligence helps him fake his own death. He has to send a uh, final letter to his wife and kids. And it's a very sad moment for him and his family. And then he fakes his death for 26 years until he finally comes out of the shadows, writes a book about his whole life experience. It's insane. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Where'd you find this tidbit? Um, I remember... I watched a video about him on YouTube once and I heard something about him when I took a history class in college. That's a great one. Yeah. That is a really good fact. Do you know what the name of the book is? Um, I do not remember what the name of the book is, but if you search uh, Han Pujo Garcia, then you'll probably figure it out. What depth, Tanner? What depth? So lay it out for me again, like in in really simple terms. Dude wanted to be a spy for the British. Right. was Was denied. So instead makes up his own imaginary spy faction yes that the germans start inter like accepting messages he starts or? giving that he starts working with the germans and gives them all this fake information so he is a double agent but his his british agency isn't even real no it's none of it wow is real. yeah that's insane that made me think of a question though off of it that's i think could be unique to answer for all of us uh you mentioned he's a spy and so I don't know why, but I thought of like, because you think of like English spies, like James Bond and everything. You of think course. of like the Asian culture. They have uh, samurais. They have ninjas. Uh, you think of, no, uh, help, correct me if I'm wrong on some of those cultures, right? Yeah. The, Japan is where samurai yep, and, and ninjas then, are from. Yep. And then, uh, oh, but anyway, what uh, faction of military unit would you want to be your front line of defense mm. if people had to fight against you? Real or imaginary? Imaginary, we can get wild with that. I mean, yeah. you got like Jedi, you got like orcs, you got wizards, but like, I, I, let's just keep it let's earthly. Keep it, keep let's it real. keep it earthly. So just, let's maybe name be off some real. others. I've, ooh, be real. We've got some others. So I've only got in my head right now, ninjas, spies like 007, samurais. What are other oh, I got one. military factions? I'll wait. Oh, uh, you're wanting to hide that from people? Well, none of you will know it, I'm sure. I don't know what he's about to get into. Uh, I was going to say, like, knights. Knights would be pretty knights, sick. Knights, yep. Knights. Are, so there's another one. Yeah. Hmm. I would go ninja. Ninja. Okay. Because why would you go ninja to defend you? Because I don't think anybody would know they're defending me because they're so stealthy. Like, knight is a cool choice, but they might get a little clunky and loud. <laughs> but ninjas are like, they'll come out of the blue. Uh, sweet. Like that, ninjas? Yeah, I just want knights because knights are cool. Knights are cool. Tanner? So I'm going to go with the strongest cavalry unit throughout all of history, which is the Polish winged hussars. <laughs> of course, I didn't know it was going to be Poland. <laughs> 
Yeah, they are like knights. They're heavily armored uh, horsemen. And But the cool thing about them is they have these metal wings that are attached to the back of their armor with feathers on them. So when they charge down a hill, it makes this terrifying noise that spreads fear into the enemy. Actually, screw that. I'm going SEAL Team 6. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I'd probably do Samurais. I just think Samurais are sick. There's a movie with Tom Cruise called The Last Samurai. That's pretty sweet. Is that what inspired Samurai Sam's? Oh, of course. Oh, my god. Hey. But Brian and I would be at... Uh, an eternal war with our samurais and our ninjas. Yeah, are they really they're, they're an like eternal sworn war? enemies? Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah, it's cool. I like Shang Chi. <laughs> oh, Shang Chi! My Shang Chi! Shang Chi! That reminds me of um, an old game on the Xbox that my dad played when I was growing up called Tenchu Z, where you get to be a ninja. That game was tight. I know. Again, I'm making a reference that none of you guys are getting, but this is a good one. If anybody gets that. Let me know. Well, now I'm really curious. Can we go back and do imaginary? Yep, let's do that. And let's do that. Let's switch okay. it up. So oh, that one was that one was defending you. This one is attacking. Attacking and like think of it as like you're you're like the best of the best in that world. So our worlds are like it's like if you do Star Wars, you get to be a Jedi or a Sith with the Force. Uh, if you do like, like Harry a, Potter, you could do Marvel or DC and you get to be a specific superhero, mm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Harry Potter, you get to be a wizard. Um, you could even go like Lord of the Rings. You get to be an elf, like a high elf, you get to be a, a dwarf king, you Heck get to yeah. be, uh, like an Aragorn S king. Uh, so any so others you want to add in? So we're not defending where we're on the attack in this one, or we're just like a you're part like, of this military rank. Yeah, you're like the highest, the best of the best in that. Like you get, like you get all the best things that you would want if you were a part of that universe. Sweet, sweet. I already know what I'm getting. All right, all right go, first. go for it. Yeah, yeah. Go first. You want me go. to start? Yeah, absolutely. I am going to go with the, the UNSC United Nations oh. Space Command from Halo. Uh, I love those games growing up, but you get like you get the whole like UNSC Marine Corps. And then on top of that, you get Spartans, and like so, you would be like the Spartan. Oh yeah, if I could be like, like, like the main character the Spartan that never does. Yeah, yeah, one one seven. All right, if sick. I could be him, that would be sick. That would be sweet. That's pretty tight. Either that, or uh, if we're going like back to Halo Reach, which I love. There actually is Noble One is uh, Carter. Uh, oh, yeah. sweet. he's he's it really cool. Works. Or uh, Emil, everybody likes Emil. He's got the skull like etched into his helmet. Yeah, yeah. that's that's the fat mouse brother from Ratatouille. Oh my gosh! I'll go next. I would be uh, in the Star Wars universe because I love lightsabers and the Force idea. So I'm just conflicted, conflicted. I'm conflicted on if I want to be a Jedi or a Sith because. My Sith reasoning would simply be because I the red lightsabers are dope, but you get to frick stuff up too. Dang, yeah, I would get to. <laughs> but the Jedi is I am like pro team good in every sort of the way. So let's say this: I'll choose it dependent upon what you guys think I would better fit as a Jedi or a Sith. I think you're a Jedi with yeah. a purple lightsaber. Yeah, you're a Jedi. You're a Jedi for sure. Tanner uh, doesn't know what color lightsaber you have, but you're a Jedi. I would do That's a true. green. I would do a green lightsaber then. Ooh, I'm, a, really? I'm a Jedi with the green lightsaber, and I got the Force. I like it. That's sick. Yeah. Um, I would be a miss if I didn't go with Lord of the Rings, seeing as that is my favorite series. So I'm gonna go. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go an elf in Lord of the Rings. Like I'm thinking like Legolas, just because 
he's such a cool character. He's handsome. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's just very acrobatic and can just yo that scene uh, with the horse in mm-hmm. uh, two, two, Twin Towers. The two towers. Yeah, two towers. Yeah. That was sick. Yeah, it's the most least efficient way to get on a horse, but it looks cool. I'm also thinking like when he uh, slides down a staircase on the on the shield, yep, throws down that shield, loosen arrows, and then the shield goes whoop. Yeah, so that's what I'm gonna go with. All right, Brian, what would you do? I would go with um, the Dai Li from Avatar: The Last Airbender. Dude, Ooh. yeah, yo, they're tight. Dude. Yeah, dude, so I'd, I'd want to be the head of the Dai Li Why from Avatar. Why did I think of Avatar? Dude, I know. So, um, okay, season really two upsetting. of Avatar is like one of probably my favorite season of the three. Yeah. And yeah. the first half of it is a political thriller set in the Earth Kingdom with this like secret army called the Dai Li oh, yeah, that are dude. just these elite, stealthy Earthbenders, and they are so cool. Yeah, that one's really tight. So now that we've brought up Avatar, I think we have to quickly say which type of bender we would That's true. want us to be. That's true. Like we we can't leave that there. Yeah. Okay, what you want to be, or what or, you think, or what we think we like, are. Do we want to take turns three at a time assessing one of us, or just what you answer for yourself, honestly? I, I like your idea. Yeah. I like let's yeah, have someone answer and then let's all say what we think they are. Okay. Yeah. Oh, like say like we say what we think we are. Like and the let's, others. Let's do comment. Brian. Let's do yeah. Carter, you, me, and Tanner. We're gonna assess Brian. So I know that I just said I'd be the Daily, but if I had to choose any of them, I'd I think I'd be an Airbender. Really? See, I would think Earth for you. I was I, gonna say Earth as I well. I also say Earth, just because because I'm stocky. No, but think uh, I think of like football, like. You're you're built. You're strong. You're you're tough. Stocky. Yeah, because I'm stocky. Center. He I was think, the rock of the I offense. Think, mm-hmm. I think you physically give off like Earthbender vibes, yeah. but I could understand like with your personality that Airbender would make sense. It's either that or Uncle Iroh. Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah. That you is, gave me the biggest. Com- I'm fine with that say, answer. That's the Thank greatest you. compliment you've ever received. Sweet Tanner. All right. Um, I would see myself as a waterbender. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. And it's not just the fact that you're wearing a blue shirt right now. I would have said Airbender. I would have said Airbender for him, too. Really? Yeah. yeah. It, it, he seems more uh, light on his feet than that's uh, fair. fluid. Yeah, I could see that. I think, yeah, I don't know. That's tough. Like, I think of waterbending as a little more, like, smooth. And not that Tanner ain't smooth with it, but I think Tanner is, like, he's light on his feet. He's quick-witted. He... Uh, like personality type. He's yeah. like, he's like very like going like with the just general direction, like very adventurous, that kind of thing. Like, I even mean, like high, like high spirited. Yeah. yeah positive. I think genuinely if anyone at this table is like, has enough range to like give off the energy of being the avatar, it's Tanner. Ooh, that's a compliment. That is a compliment. Wow. wow. I'll take that because, well, I think just like depends you. on the circumstances, but you could totally be any of them. Oh, thanks Carter. Yeah. I love you. Love you too. Russell? I'm stuck between waterbender or airbender. I wish I was a firebender, but I think that's just more of a desire. But I think I align more with the waterbender. Yeah, I think uh, you even kind of mentioned it. I think it was the last episode you, uh, or no, actually it was just our conversation earlier. uh, Just at, our whole quad meeting, you talked about being uh, an Enneagram two, which is the helper. Mm-hmm. And I think that like waterbender definitely gives off like the energy of 
just healing and helping. And I think that that fits. Ooh, yeah. The healing is a good mm-hmm. point. Yeah. Just because Russell, he has this ability just to be able to give. To s- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on, let me finish like the call. Water water you don't have, his okay, hands fine. And... I'm not even going to finish that anymore. Way to just interrupt your own call today. <laughs> We've been so nice to each other and you just, Tanner was going to give you yours. And... Tanner went off. I'm sorry. Yeah. Russ, I think waterbender for you too. I think that's a good pick. Yeah. hundred percent. I agree. All right. Carter. I think we all know <laughs> I'm a firebender for yeah, sure. Yeah, firebender. But in a yeah. good way, like like a like a Zuko type firebender. Yeah, I've always liked uh my biggest draw to it was always the lightning. I thought that that was Ooh, sick. Yeah. Um yeah, they that, that's one of the you best can't, scenes. You, you can't see Russell, but he's doing the the motion when they would do like lightning. I just thought it was so cool and I think that like that fire oh, really guy. fits my my nature totally. for the most part. Yep. That's kind of cool. We've got a if if we want to go with the assessment we have of each person. I think it's good. We got an yeah. earth, air, water, firebender right here. That's sick. We'll cover dude. all the bases. Quad. Dude, dude, let's go. Quad is yeah. quad. quad. Quad, quad, quad. That's sick. Oh Yo, gosh. that could be like a graphic. Quad, oh. quad benders. So if we quad have any benders. artists out there, uh, feel oh free gosh. to. Yes, second week please. in a row. Yes, <laughs> That's awesome, please. man. Quadcast22 at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> He's not kidding. That is the email. That is our official email address. That's so sick. We will shout you out if you give us art of us uh, bending all the elements. Absolutely. That's sick. Dude, that was, a, that was fun. That was good. That was cool. Yeah. That's so sick. I have a Brian's butt for you guys. Yes. So normally I, I realized a trend with the butts that they were all either started out sad or had some really weird consequence. And I just wasn't, I wanted to switch it up a little bit. Thank some you. some lopsided butts. Yeah, lopsided butts. No I'll, one likes a lopsided butt. I'll admit, no. I don't know if this was actually one of your butts, but when you asked us what our favorite animal is, and then we had to kill it. Oh, that wasn't even a butt. That, oh, was, that wasn't even a butt? No. Okay. Maybe I just assumed that was. I was so was. sad for weeks after that. Yeah, that was That tough. was just my psychotic nature catapult seeping its way into the podcast. That's so true. <laughs> don't bring up the catapults anyway. <laughs> Please don't. So this is a butt where it's all good. Ooh. That can't yeah. be right. I don't trust this. It's all a good thing. Let me hear it. There might be one thing that you're iffy about, but it's not a problem. Okay. You're supposed to be the optimist no, here, Tanner. Am, Come on. This is a little bit of Joey bleeding into me, I guess. So oh. here's, I'm going to, we're not doing this no. again. I'm going to set up the situation for you guys. So I want you guys right now, before I start explaining it, think of a piece of clothing that you love or a piece of clothing that you would really want to get. It could be like mm, a pair right of now. shoes that you really love, like a hat that you love or something that you want to get. Okay. So once you have that thing in your head, Here's the situation. You can choose any piece of clothing that you want, that you have or you don't have yet. You can obtain that item, but you can't ever take it off, but it can give you any superpower you want it to. That's so many butts. Oh, okay. So this is all good. It's a double yeah. butt. So it's all good. So double the only, only bad part is you can't take it off, but it gives you a superpower of your choice and it's something that you want to wear. Does it have to be like a normal superpower or can it be something is it supposed to be like silly i'm a, i'm i've got an i've got one if you want me to try to give it a yeah go. go ahead go ahead so i love the adidas sweatpants with the classic three white stripes down and so i would go adidas sweatpants and while it would be tough like wearing that in the summers i would i think i can get around this idea because my superpower i've always wanted to have super speed so mm-hmm. my superpower would be the Adidas sweatpants gives me super speed. You run so fast, you stay cool. Exactly. But no, even more so, like I would just run to a climate 
where the Adidas sweatpants mm. would always be worth the wear. Get the flag, baby. That's sick. So, also, yeah. another perk in this, it never gets dirty. Never oh, needs washing. Oh. Always smells You're good. You're treating us well. I know. I, you Thanks, guys Brian. deserve it. You Adidas really do. Adidas sweatpants with the three white stripes, thus giving me super speed. That is a great pick. It all fits together, too. Yep. So in my mind, ever since we mentioned James Bond, I'm thinking like a very nice three-piece suit. Oh, like yeah. Very just oh, I thought fine. you were going to go sunglasses. On, on. Do you have coattails? No. Uh, no, I'm not doing coattails, but like very just like, like James Bond esque. And then it's going to give me, I want to say invisibility as, Ooh. so I can be a super spy. Are you fine really never changing out of that suit? Yeah. I want to I be in a suit all the time. I don't think you understand. Tanner loves wearing his suits. I love to dress up in formal attire. He really does. So like this would be a dream come true He's for me. He's got two really nice suits too. I like the suit that you wear and you come up to me and pretend that you're trying to sell me granite. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> oh, one. Yeah, that is a good that's one. my favorite Tanner fit. That's a really good pick. Yeah. I like both your guys' answers so far. See, I was, I, I thought we were going to go kind of somewhere stupid. Um, so I mean, my, you still can. It's but what's funny is you do you boo boo. So my my favorite item of clothing Nobody is actually the corner. is the it's the hoodie I'm wearing currently. It is okay. a very nice hoodie. Yeah, it's a. It a is green. green. A is green it, hoodie. Is it green? I couldn't tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's green. Huh. Wait, um, what color do you see, Tanner? I would have guessed green, actually. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Uh, but it it's green. It's from uh, a band that I really like called Movements. There's a bunch of little happy faces oh. on it. Uh, it's a pretty sick hoodie. Um. But then my first thought was, it's going to get really hot. Uh, and I hate being hot. And so I don't wear hoodies until it's cold. Although it's not really cold right now. Um, but then I was like, what if my superpower is just like being able to decide what temperature it is outside all the <laughs> that, time? That's a good one. And then you can mm. wear hoodies all the time. Yeah, yeah. Well, so you yeah, can't I take it off of, anyway. Oh, yeah, so. that, that hoodie, yeah. Right, I thought about that. But just then being I was able like, to control the weather? Yeah, I thought about that. But I was like, man, is that stupid? He just started an earthquake. I don't think so. Oh, dude, you know what? I could zap people with lightning. Yeah, just say just say the hoodie lets you control like the, the weather. Sith. Yeah. Agni yeah. guy. Yeah. All right, I'm sticking with that. Yeah, this hoodie, except I get to control the weather. Those are sick. Those are really good picks. Brian, what would you what choose? What about you, Brian? Um, so I don't have this item yet, but I've always wanted like a really cool chain with a cross on it. Yeah. You mm -hmm. know? And so I would want it to be like in the movie Black Panther where from his necklace, his suit like comes out of it and covers his body. Oh. And I just have like a sick vibranium suit. I wouldn't have the powers of the Black Panther, but like I'd, I could do birthday parties. I, just, <laughs> <laughs> I like picturing you exactly how you are in, but like you have this necklace and you just like grab it. And then all of a sudden you're in a Black Panther suit, said, but you do don't look like parties. him. <laughs> no, I, I do not look like him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm <laughs> quite the opposite of what the Black Panther looks like. This is true. What if, what if it, what if the chain gave you the ability to look like anybody? Oh, oh, that'd, that'd be, be cool. Sick. Oh. So like your, your figure I still like the birthday transform. party idea though. <laughs> yeah, birthday. He's the best birthday party entertainer <laughs> ever. Go back to uh, two episodes ago, Carter's Corner about useless superpowers. That would oh, be, yeah. that'd be good. Yeah. No, yeah. but if, if this is all hypothetical and I'm choosing, I would want to have like the actual Black Panther powers too. Yeah. That's sick. Yeah. I like that. That's cool. Good answers, that's everybody. But that's just a nice, positive, encouraging Brian's love, love. There we go. Yep. Love a solid butt. Yep. Nice Alrighty and firm well. in our answers. 
Yikes. Yes, married men know what we're talking about. Amen, brother. Amen, brother. PG-13 Carter, yeah, this, uh, we're talking yeah. about podcasts, just, right? Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, podcasts. yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Tanner and I segment know anything, though. How do I spell my segment? B-U-T. B-U-T? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, that's, that's it. the butt we're talking about. Well, guys, this was fun. This was fun. It's been another good episode. And you know what happens next week, right? Oh no! What's happening what next week? Next week, another guest appearance. Who's it gonna be? I guess you're gonna have to wait to find out. Bum 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 bum. But it's gonna be good. Quad. 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 Goodbye. Quad.